Hey, John Pennington here. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is about just trying. And it changed my life, this whole thing I'm going to tell you. It helped me uh, not become an atheist. It helped me follow Jesus. It helped me in my business uh, and all the business dealings I've ever done. So I want you out. It's also helped me in my raising of my children. And I've got uh, one of my sons on today, and he's going to be part of this this, uh, podcast. Hope you really enjoy it. Do you have difficulty bringing science and religion together? Do you need analytics and logical fact patterns to organize the scriptures? Do you have a science professor who's trying to drive a wedge between you and your belief in God? On this show, we are on a voyage to merge, unite, and consolidate the gospel with new discoveries in statistics, evolution, the Big Bang Theory, and the Bible. Join me and follow along to answer these questions with a drop of my Latter-day Saint perspective. Welcome to the Big Bang Bible Podcast with me as your host, John S. Pennington Jr. All right, this is uh, John S. Pennington Jr. And I'm glad to uh, be here with my youngest son, Bridger Pennington. We've got a great subject to talk about today. And I haven't told him really what the subject's about. So I just want to get his, his raw reaction. But to set this up, it's going to be a little bit about people have asked me in the past about, you know, my business and I bring my business a little bit into the scriptures and such and how I put that together. And this is the one thing that I wanted to uh, share with people today uh, is how I came up with uh, my um, um, business attitude about about my life and everything. So let me just set it up for you. Here, here we here we go. Here we go. I've told my boys and Bridger, you know this. I've told you this and your brothers pr- pretty much most of your life. If you can stay healthy, that's rule number one. If you can stay healthy, and you get up every single day and you just try, eventually you will succeed in the United States of America. Now. I don't know if this is true in Germany or South Africa or Thailand. I'm not sure because I've never lived there, but I've, I've lived in the United States of America. But I came up with that, that's, that, that thing. Now, I know there are people who are unhealthy who are very successful. I'm not saying you can't be successful being unhealthy. What I'm saying is it's like a math problem. It's like academic. It's like 2 plus 2 plus 2 equals 6. Well, okay, in the United States of America, this is what I believe. If you get up every single day, if you stay healthy, number one, stay healthy, get up every single day, seven days a week, and just try, eventually you will succeed. Now, I don't know what you're going to succeed at, and you might change your goal over time. For instance, um, Bridger, you know this, I have, um, mm-hmm. I've uh, started about 13 or 14 businesses in my life, and three have been tremendous successes, three have lost money, and the other ones in the middle are kind of the worst ones, right? Because you don't know when to stop. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, well, if I just keep going one more year, it's going to work out, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the worst ones because you just, you want to go, but you want to stop. You want to go and you want to stop. And so, but, 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 but this whole theory about uh, my, my mantra here is not getting up five days a week. I'm just saying some days you're going to go to bed crying on your big pillow that you failed that day, but it doesn't matter if you, the, the point is if you get up every day and you try, you will eventually succeed. Now, there are some businesses that I didn't, I didn't make money at, I failed at. But my goal was never to meet, to make sure that that one business ran. My real goal was that I would one day uh, run my own business, run my own successful business. It wasn't, a, I didn't have a specific business I wanted to run, I just wanted to be self 
entrepreneur. Now, where did I get this from? Where did I get this attitude from, Bridger? And what I'm trying to, I'm going to get to you, and guys, I know you have a successful business, a few of them, by, by the way, and I want to get your thing. But the attitude, I believe, I got this from Jesus. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And let me, let me, let me just fill in, fill in the blanks here for you. Okay. So think about it, right? Um, to get into heaven, there are no works that get you into heaven. You, you can't like. Uh, if I give so much money to the poor, I get into heaven, right? There are no works. You can't do that by yourself because if you could do it by works, you could then say you didn't need Jesus Christ and you could just get there yourself, right? Okay, but once you're in heaven, there are many mansions and you get different levels. Okay, so the works do count once you get into heaven. Mm. But getting into heaven is more of an attitude, right? It's more of a, right? And what Jesus says to you, and this is how I understand the gospel, and I don't know if I'm right, I'm not a, you know, a, a, a scriptorian or whatever, but this is what I understand. If you try, just try, sincerely try, and you fail, and then you want to try again, Jesus is okay with that. And all he wants to know, and all God wants to know is for his son, you're following his son's teachings, and you just don't give up on Jesus, even though you're going to fail, and you're going to try, and you're going to, you're going to, some nights go to bed crying because you, you sinned, you failed, and, but, if you get up the next morning and you say, listen, I know I messed up. I know yesterday was bad, but today I'm going to once again try to follow the, the mantra and be a disciple of Jesus Christ. That is asking for forgiveness or, you know, however you want to put it in, in, in your religion, how you do it. But that is that when I boil it all down to it, I believe I got this whole attitude about business or success or whatever your success is. Maybe it's not business. Maybe it's just success being, you know, in something other than a business. But in the United States of America, being successful, I think me growing up, I got this deeply put to me. My mom was religious, you know, growing up. Uh, my dad a little bit, but, uh, but I got this from the teachings of Jesus Christ. The whole thing is, wait a minute. All I have to do is try. I don't have to actually, you know, you know, over time, if you keep trying, you're going to succeed. But you know, I, I can get into heaven if that's all Jesus wants to know, that I, that I will never give up on him. And I think that's where it all came from. Now, Bridger, Bridger, you've got a couple uh, successful businesses. You're my, my youngest son. And uh, uh, you're, you're online. You do public speaking and you do a lot of things. And I'm congratulated on your success. But so I haven't told you. I've given you the last five minutes or so. <laughs> mm -hmm. I haven't told you what I was going to talk about. Right? Yeah. So now that I just throw this on you. What's your first reaction to what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and we've talked about this before, and you've you've been drilling this in my brain since I was 10 years old to just wake up and try. And I want to, yeah, to clarify too, to try, like you said, eventually you're going to be to try as a different thing from day one to day 300. Right. It's a different level of try of repentance and faith and becoming a new person, right. um, which I absolutely love. And with its whether it's spiritual or business that you've taught of, just getting up and keep going. Um, I love the, uh, yeah, I think you gave me this analogy, but b just being in the, the baseball game, right? And I, you know, you mentioned I have a few different businesses. I do a little bit of online marketing. We sell online courses and then I run a small investment fund. And um, it's been fun. It's been growing. You know, we're still young and, and we're adding people to our teams all the time. But it's fun to be in the game, right? It's fun to be and, and realize you're in the game. We had a conversation, I think, about a year ago. And I, I remember I came home to, to you one night. Yeah. I think it was a Sunday. Yeah. And I said, Dad, I've, I've just had this epiphany, this moment. You're like, what do you mean? 
And I go, this, like, life is so just exciting right now. And you're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's, it's, life feels like a big Monopoly game. And you're like, and you like kind of sat up like, exactly. <laughs> and you said, you're like, Bridger, it's, and it's the best part is 90% of people don't even know they're playing Monopoly. Yeah. So if, and the moment you realize that you're playing a game that business and, and changes your attitude, it changes your attitude about yeah. school and what you're doing. And you know what, if you fail, at least in America, it's, it's really hard to fail to really hit rock bottom. And this is more business secular. Yeah. It's hard like hard to hit very rock bottom in you know, America. You know why? Because there's in, in the United States of America, there's mm-hmm. always a soup line you can get in. The soup lines. There's bankruptcy. You, you can't, you can't yes. really fail, fail, fail. Like like other people other people in other countries mm-hmm. can actually fail, fail, fail. In the United States of America, there's a soup line you can get in and eat mm-hmm. that day, right? You can file bankruptcy. You, you, there anyway. are church programs, there's yes. charities, yes. there's give outs. Yeah. To really be, when we say fail, 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 meaning like you're homeless on the street, $2 to your starving. name, starving to death. And there's no, there's no, there's no meals. Anyway. There's no meals to come. That's like when I say low, low, low. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to do that in America. Yeah. Yeah. You have to try if you're a normal acting citizen to yeah. get there. So, so to realize that, that it's, it's hard to fail it's almost like a, a monopoly game. We had this epiphany of like, wow, this is this is so fun. And guess what? My business right now, I run two businesses. They could fail tomorrow. Right. They could be shut off, turned, I could get a lawsuit, whatever it is. And it's okay. Right. Right. And if we, me and my wife, we don't have a, too big of a mortgage and too big of a car payment, right? We stay nimble and small. And maybe we're gonna have to downgrade to a small apartment. Right. I know if I get back in the game, we set up a new business or maybe it's not even business, get a new job, work yeah. over time. Like you said, we keep waking up. We're going to be successful eventually. I keep trying. Whatever your definition of success is, yeah. which I love. So yeah. So for, for instance, in my grandkids and my kids, they grown up. I tried. I've tried to instill with them because I had this idea a long, long time ago, and I just try to instill. I, I don't want them to think they have to do math problems after school. I was like, you get to do math problems, right? Mm-hmm. And that changes it from have to to a game. When you get to do something, it sounds like a game. Right, mm-hmm. and so, uh, and trying to instill there, there are other kids in the world that w- don't have never seen a math book. They've never been to school, and there are kids in the world that wish they could go to school. Right, mm-hmm. and so when I see, get my kids, and I'm saying, no, 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 you don't understand. You get to how fast? I'm going to time you. How fast can you do these this one page of math problems? If you turn it into a game, you can. Tr- it, it's it's more like you're trying mm-hmm. to succeed as opposed to you're being punished by doing math problems. Quick story I have uh, that you the way you taught me that principle actually I remember um, I was 12 years old I was going into middle school at the time I think I was 11 12 that age yeah yeah and you brought me in for the the birds and bees talk that's right and right uh, before you go to middle school yeah, yeah. right yeah. so we're yeah. gonna talk about sex we're gonna talk about girls and uh, we sit down <laughs> it's a late Sunday night we're in the office and we're just meeting you know doors closed we're kind of just chatting away and and we we talked about that but then you hit this moment and you said Bridger um, to be honest with you, if uh, if you go to middle school and high school, you have a girlfriend and she gets pregnant, and you come tell me about it, I'm not going to be that mad at you. I was like, what? What do you? <laughs> and I, I said, no, like, are you, like, no, come on, you know, what are you talking about? And he goes, no, honestly, like, you come talk to me. Yes, we're gonna have to work through it. We're gonna be hard. Your mom is gonna be furious. She's gonna freak out. But I promise, I'll be calm. And, and you said the same thing. You said, Bridger, if, if you go to middle school and high school and college, you start to drink and do drugs and you're, you're a drug addict and you come talk to me about it, Bridger, I'm not going to be mad at you. 
We're going to go take you to rehab. We're going to find people to help you. We're going to get you over this drug addiction. But just understand that's the life you've chosen. That's your life. Right. Uh, said, it's not my life. It's you, your you life. You said, my, I, I've got a, you can see I have a house, I have a car. This is my life. This is the choices I've made. And if those are the choices you made, I'm, I'm your father. I'll love you forever. I'm going to try to help you through those things. But understand, you're the one that has to live with those choices. I think I remember telling you, I said, even if you get thrown in jail, I promise you, I'm your dad. I'm always your dad. I will be there every Sunday night looking through the glass in the phone at the jailhouse talking to you. I'll come visit you every Sunday night on mm-hmm. Visitor's Day. I'll be there. I'm your dad, right? Mm-hmm. But again, it's your life, right? And mm-hmm. if you don't want to get good grades then don't get good grades. I'm just telling you as a dad, if you don't get good grades, because the point is, the point is, I knew you could get good grades, right? Mm-hmm. If I if I thought that you had some learning disability, you couldn't, but I just knew you could. And you know, all you had to do is try. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, I said, um, if you don't get good grades and you don't get to college and you don't get a good job, whatever, whatever the thing where you end up, mm-hmm. but just remember when you're 29 or 30, it's your choices. You chose, because you live in the United States of America, you have so much opportunity. Remember that you, and, and, and so when you're in ninth grade and you bring a report card with a bunch of C's and C minuses, I'm not going to get mad. I'm just going to say, okay, you're choosing a certain path in mm-hmm. life. And that's all I was trying to get into your head. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. Don't get an A for me. Get an A if you want to have a good this path. If you want to be this other type of person, then go ahead and get C's. I, I'm not going to make you take a path. Yeah, exactly. And so that... So this is the conversation we had this late Sunday night. And I remember the next morning going to school with a totally different mindset of I'm choosing to be at school today. Right. I, and I remember you told me, you, you don't have to go to school tomorrow. It's fine. You can stay home. Yeah. But understand if you stay home for too many days, your grades are going to suffer. They're probably going to kick you out of school. Yeah. You're not going to go to eighth grade or ninth grade. That's your choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. If you want to do that. Yeah. And I remember going to school the next day like, okay, I'm choosing to be here. I'm choosing not to drink or do drugs or I'm, and I, and I, you put me in the driver's seat. Right. When I think a lot of kids are rebelling against their parents cause they want to make their own choices and now, they have, I gotta, I gotta say one thing here. Yeah. So the reason I did that is because I knew, knew you obviously from since you were born and I knew you could handle that. No, I mm-hmm. know there are some kids when they're going to middle school, couldn't handle that type of speech from their parent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I, I tailored it. Now I gave all three of my sons the same speech when you got, I gave your two oldest brothers. Mm-hmm. Same speech, pretty much, but I got better as it went on. You know, because <laughs> yeah. your, your, your oldest brother, I got a, a pretty good speech. Yeah. Second brother, I got a good speech. I got a great speech to you because I improved on it, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, if you guys were a different attitude in life, I might have had to wait until you were 17 to give you that speech, or 18 mm-hmm. or 19, right? But you guys, I knew all three of you could handle it when you were going to middle school. Mm. Yeah, and that, for me, it was a life-changing moment for me to uh, be put in the driver's seat. And something we're, kind of, we're talking about right now, get up and try and put yourself in the driver's seat of life. I think too many people are reactionary to other people around them, right. to whatever circumstance, whatever school, whatever system they're in, right. and they're, they react to that. Yeah. Very few people become, I think, self-aware and say, this yeah. is a monopoly game. Right. How can I win? How can right. I get to boardwalk as fast right. as possible? Now, let's talk about a mutual friend that we had, mutual friend we had that, that when you were very young, you knew you lived right across the street, uh, a guy named Mike, I'm not gonna do his last name, but the Mike, uh, was in a wheelchair. He was paralyzed basically from the belly button down pretty much. When he was 12 years old, him and a friend were playing with their father's pistol. 
And it actually went off and shot Mike right through the spine. Mm -hmm. And Mike had been paralyzed from the waist down ever since. Mike went on to be the student body president of his high school, ran for student, you know, just successful guy. And, and as a public speaker today, mm -hmm. very successful, writes books, right? The guy who shot Mike went the other way, depressed mm -hmm. that he did something bad and ended up, I think he went to jail a couple times. So you would think it'd be opposite, right? You'd think the guy, mm -hmm. would, you know, right, right? And, 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 Mike, and Mike now is a public speaker. And, and so you don't, like, for instance, I said you have, it's an academic, you have to be healthy and get up and try every day and you can succeed. But that doesn't mean for people who aren't healthy, right? But it's an attitude type of thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly, I love it. And uh, well, it's and it's it, you, there's countless stories like that right. where you see two almost identical people, yeah, and just small attitude decisions or choices, um, you know, put them in different directions. I love. I'll, I'll say this really quick, but I've heard a, a number of church leaders talk about this. Um, I heard Sherry Dew talk about this. I think Wendy Nelson talked about this. But the three different um, personas of people. Number one is the victim. They talk about there's people that walk around with the mindset of they are the victim of some circumstance, something happened, somebody died, somebody got divorced, um, something, they got abused, and right. they walk around thinking, well, I'm just a victim of this circumstance I'm in. Yep. The, se the second person, and this is, and it's all it's all just the voice they talk to themselves with in their head. That's right. it, this is what we're talking about. So one, per one person one is victims, number two is survivors. So th these are people that the story in their head is, well, something bad happened to me, you know, somebody died or there was this crazy thing, but I survived it and I'm still going, right? And then the third persona is the hero mentality. Uh, and it's funny, heroes usually get the most, in any movie, right? The hero gets the most damage, right? The most trial hits the hero, but their mentality is, I'm gonna get through, I'm gonna conquer this, I'm gonna overcome and I'm, be I'm gonna beat this out. Right. And you can see people go through, almost identical circumstances of death, divorce, um, traumatic things. And some people come out of that with a victim mentality for the rest of their lives or for years, a survivor mentality or the hero mentality. And hopefully, and it really just comes down to the blueprint in your mind of how you, how you talk yourself through that, that experience and, and what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so myself and Bridger, some people know this, some people don't know this. My second son uh, died when he was uh, 22 years old. He'd been sick for years and years. Bridger's older brother, Bridger and his older brother, and my oldest son watched their, their brother lay on a couch for about four years just in pain. And we went to, I think, 22 different doctors in five or six different states over four years. And after that happened, after my son died, uh, I, you know, I don't I don't understand why young people have to die before their parents. It's it's it, it, to me it's wrong. You should be old when you die. But I I uh, uh, I tried to be an atheist. I said, you know what? I'm 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 done with God. I don't believe it. I don't. And, and what I found out was, and so, but but it, deep inside of me, I was kind of knew Jesus was there, right? And so after about two or three, two and a half years. After actually doing all I could to be an atheist or agnostic or whatever, I found out something. And let me put, the, let me put this to, the, to, to this to you. It takes too much faith to be an atheist. Now, what do I mean by that? Right now, Bridger and the people listening to this, you have a brain and you are listening to what I'm saying and little electrons are going back and forth in your brain comprehending what I'm saying. At the same exact time, you have a second brain called your subconscious. 
and your subconscious is thinking and having electrodes go back and forth, the fact that your normal brain, your first brain, knows that you have a subconscious, but your first brain doesn't know what your subconscious is thinking about, right? But you know it's there, but you don't know what it's thinking about, and it's all inside of your head. And for me to believe that that all happened randomly, that that wasn't planned out, it just takes too much faith. It's way easier to believe that somebody somewhere, God, Jesus, way back in the beginning, planned it all out, right? And so that was one of the things that helped me come back to believing in God was it just took too much. I couldn't, I couldn't muster enough faith. Now, I might be wrong. I might, God might not exist. I might be wrong, but I believe that he does, right? And so uh, the, the coming back to continue trying, you know, being, you don't have to be healthy. Uh, Jesus, God, they're, they're, they, they continue to forgive and they continue to just want to know, will God's children never give up on Jesus Christ as teachings? That's kind of how... Um, what I'm, what I'm trying to talk about this whole segment about don't give up. The whole point is don't give up. Even when you're in despair, you don't give up because in the end, you will eventually succeed with Jesus Christ as your savior. The success is there. You don't have to actually get a medal. You don't have to actually, you just have to try to get the medal. I'm just giving, I'm mm-hmm. u- using analogies. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and we've talked to a few people about this, about the, they talk about being an atheist. It's a lot of work to be an atheist and to defend your position when there's so much unknown. Um, you can watch on YouTube, atheists try to defend it. It's, 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 it's faith on both sides. Um, and I love just kind of summarizing everything you've said. And that's with about trying, that's changed my life. And, um, I think it takes a lot of pressure off your shoulders too. It helps uh, if you're worried about, um, over accomplishing or there's so much going on our anxiety kind of de- and it almost puts you depress you of, of other people doing so much and we have social media and today to just to just remember that if I just keep trying and I was born with one talent I just got to turn it into two talents you know I was born with three talents I got to turn it into six you know if yeah. I was born with five talents I got to turn it into ten right and I'm yeah. just going to keep trying and I'm going to put my best foot forward and other people are in different tracks they're in totally different situations than I am and we're all just gonna we're all kind of at the same goal and we're all trying to get home to our heavenly father I think that makes life a little bit easier and a little more enjoyable, um, at least for me. But definitely, there's going to be setbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's got to be setbacks, yeah. Always going to be setbacks, yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, that that has changed my absolute life, and um, I, I'm happy you brought me on this. I didn't know we were going to talk know, about this I know. today. I, I, wanted, I, wanted to, uh, I didn't want you to have any previous thought. I just wanted to get it raw from you. <laughs> but you, know? you knew that I would uh, absolutely love this, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, okay. Well, this is uh, uh, John S. Pennington Jr. and Bridger Olson Pennington. We're... Uh, 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 happy to be here with you and hope you hope you like this podcast see you later